these kids need to be they need to be out of the dressing rooms quick kick off bang and then we'll, we'll set the platform that's right. that's my theorem let's, I get, wonder, let's get Tony Kemp I on. wonder whether the coach the former coach Tony Kemp has joined those dots Tony good morning what do you think well Alex Corvo might have had the um, the headphones straight put him straight on Dylan Napper because that's what he did he went out there and he smashed the Warriors um, right through the middle and you know, look, I don't, I don't buy the festivities stuff because you can think of it the other way. You know, having, having the old boys um, day, and you look at that at Newcastle. Newcastle, the originals that put that old boys day on, and it, and it, and it pumps the players up. They want to go out there and, and sort of show, show the the old boys how good they are. And Anzac, why wouldn't you want to go out there and play for the people that died for you and give you the life you live in today? And I actually thought the highlight. Um, of Saturday night with the festivities around the Indigenous round, you know what I mean? If I was a Māori player in that game on uh, on Saturday night, just listen to what uh, the young centre for the Roosters said when he said, oh, when I was getting the tongue from Isaac Luke, the hairs on the back of my neck stood up. So, you know, I just I just think the energy levels, that's what's been missing in those three losses. They uh, And it's been across the board, you know. They, they haven't shown up as a group like they have in the previous games that they've won. And they just can't afford to do that. And that's why they're getting tailed up. How impressive would you say Napa, Warrior Hargreaves and those other Roosters forwards were and why couldn't the Warriors match them up front? Well, I think it was predictable. Um, you know, Isaac Liu came out in the press midweek and said, you know, we're coming, we're coming to Auckland and we're going to take it to the middle of the park. And, you know, I'm pretty sure everyone at the Warriors reads the papers. They would have been seeing that comment and, and they didn't disappoint. And that's where they won the game, you know, it's all... For me, the Roosters have been really poor in the middle of the park, and that's why Cronk and Tedesco haven't really shined. But you have a look at the game on Saturday night, and the Warriors have played them back in a form. You know, Cronk was on fire, and Tedesco probably had his best game of the year. So um, if they don't win the middle of the park, we spoke about this earlier on the, in the years, boys. Uh, you know, the Warriors, they, they'll struggle, mate. They, they didn't have their first choice half and hooker, and they, and they lost the middle horribly on Saturday night. And Mason Leno and Lawton, and as as your spine, are just going to do nothing. They, they've gone really well, though. I think what round four back against the Roosters. When I have a look at Kempy's excitement levels here, you're a nine and a half off the back of that one last time. Is it a case where you think perhaps the Roosters had this? This is what happens once they've had a look at the Warriors and once they've had a chance to go. I remember last time we did this. Don't do this. Does, could that be a chance for a turnaround, or could that be a reason for a turnaround from the Roosters' form against them? Well, the competition is that close. I, I think what you're saying is that the good teams that we know with good players are going to are going to play into some form, and the likes of the Tigers and you know we saw St George St George lose to South last night, and the Warriors that have got a jump on everyone are going to get pulled back, and the latter tends to lead that way. Where you know you you lose two in a row, and you're out the back end of the eight. Um, you know there's four points separating one to ten, and the 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 Win-loss ratio, I was saying yesterday, you know, I'd be quite happy if they win-lose, win-lose for the rest of the year because that'll get them in the eight. But if they go on a losing streak, mate, they'll be popped out the back end of it. And possibly, you know, you've still got North Queensland coming up the, the rear end. And, you know, you've just got to be really careful that you don't get on that losing streak. So if Isaac, uh, excuse me, if Mason Leno uh, would not be fit this week, they don't, they don't have Johnson again this week against the Eels, Tony, for the game in Sydney. If Leno is ruled out, what can Steve Kearney do with that halves pairing with Blake Green? Oh, the, the, the obvious choice is to put Peter Hicku at six and move Greeny to seven. Uh, look, I've always said it. I, I reckon Roger Tuivasa-Sheck is a six. Um, and, but he plays like a front row. And... and 
the way that he gets his hands on the ball and, and just chops up the middle of the park all day, I think it's a wasted, wasted talent. I think he needs to be put into that sweep role. He, he's got a decent pass on him, um, given the opportunity to, to sort of express himself like Darren Lockyer did at the same age. Um, but I, don't, I doubt whether they'll do that. You know, They'll leave Roger there, um, move, move Peter Hicku to six and bring Gerard Beal back, who played his first game for the ISP back into the centre. So... The, you know, I, I actually think that's actually quite a good good fit for them uh, with Lino out. So they've been thumped twice now in these big games. Okay, mm-hmm. Once by the Storm, now once by the Roosters. Two of the better teams in the competition, two of the contenders. You've coached there, Tony. If you are Steve Kearney, do you now have to reconsider where this club is at based on the strength of those, def- well, the size of the defeats? Oh, you know, this, the, the worst thing about it is the the... The, the style in which they lost, you know, um, they, they get towed up in Melbourne, you know, only a couple of weeks later, Sydney City come here and they can't score any points. And we've known over the last two seasons that they, not only their, their defence, but they've struggled to score points. And, and they just didn't look like scoring any points on Saturday. So he has to really readdress his attacking options. And that, that is your, your start. It starts at your nine who gets his hands on the ball most of the game. And the link between... Um, that nine and Green. And you know, I was watching Greeny on the weekend. It must have been frustrating for him because he was trying to run the show and, and create space without the link that he's had with, with Johnson uh, most of the year. And he can't do it on his own, mate. The great player that he is, he just can't do it on his own. So I, I think the big emphasis this weekend, they're up against Parramatta at the bottom of the table. But, man, they've got some, they've got some strike. Hopefully we're not playing them back in the competition. Um, it's all on offense and trying to get some points on the board. Well, as you mentioned there, yeah, the Eels sit in 16th place right now, and hopefully if you want to get yourself back on track, that's who you want to be coming up against. But, Kempe, we ask you this every week. First off, we thank you very much for joining us every week. But each week during the season, we've been asking Tony Kemp what his excitement level is in the Warriors. So, Kempe, round 10, after the Roosters game, what is your excitement level for the Warriors? Well, Dylan Appleton, boys, had his match play. He bashed the Warriors up the middle and even knocked up Ignatius Pussy. You know, for me, it was a revisit of deja vu. And today, boys, I'm only giving the Warriors a two. That was like Muhammad Ali there as well. He's in a bit of rhyme.